0: fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker
1: hey 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 guys welcome to another episode of woods and waters project this is the second episode of season two and if you guys have been listening to the podcast you know I am hyper-passionate about a lot of different areas as it relates to the outdoors, hence the podcast. I love talking to outdoorsmen of all types, hunters, anglers, hikers, whatever you can think of that gets you outside. And that stuff just lights me up. Just across the board, it makes me happy. It, it fills me my heart with joy and gets me energized. And I love listening and learning and connecting with these outdoorsmen. And I think sometimes there are two categories, really someone who kind of gets their hands in a lot of pots and then someone who is all in on one thing. And it is so hard for me personally to be all in on one thing. Um, I'm obsessed with multiple things and so I spread myself a little thin but I get into a lot of cool stuff learn a lot of things probably a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades master of none but I'm working on that and if you're someone like me who is multi-passionate a lot of things light you up this definitely is going to be a relatable episode as we talk to Devin who's also a multi-passionate outdoorsman hunter angler adventurer forager forager etc. And also, if you're not, if you're the opposite, if you want that one hobby, if you want that one thing, but you don't know where to start, you're not sure where to go, where to look, this also could be your episode. Because at the end of the day, this is about just getting out there and trying and trying things and just having fun with it and going for it and getting uncomfortable. This episode is also about Something that is really important to me is hunters supporting hunters, outdoorsmen supporting outdoorsmen, and women supporting women. And in particular, women hunters supporting women hunters. We get a little bit into that today too. But Devin is a breath of fresh air, super light, positive, and she's just a great, great person for this conversation. So if you're thinking about getting into the outdoors, don't know where to start, need a little bit of a nudge, a little motivation, this is for you. You're into a lot of different things and like really passionate about a lot of things. And I think, oh, yes, I mean, that's like what I want to talk about. So, um, uh,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, pumped.
1: Uh, but to get started, could you introduce yourself uh, a little bit to everybody listening?
2: Sure, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. So, my name is Devin Mullenbach. I originally grew up in southern Minnesota and I grew up in the outdoors pretty much from the start. And we, you know, we didn't do a whole lot, but we were out fishing and deer hunting. I walked a couple pheasant or pheasant fields with my stepdad, but I never, like, really got into everything until about five years ago, five and a half, when I met my boyfriend, Derek, now. And so now we currently reside in uh, north central Iowa, and we just love to do everything together. We hunt waterfowl, pheasants, turkeys, deer, anything you can pretty much think of, and then all sorts of different fishing from panfish to walleye, muskies, trout on the fly, all sorts of different stuff. And um, what's coming up very soon is foraging for asparagus, which we absolutely love to do as well.
1: How awesome. So, okay, a couple things. I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to say exactly, but you're in Iowa now? Yes. What part, like what part of Iowa are you from or in?
2: North central, so North central. So okay. almost, almost on the border. <laughs>
1: okay. Gotcha. I'm like Eastern, Southeastern Iowa. So, uh, yeah. When you're... I
2: saw the Davenport phone number, I'm like, Oh, is this her? Or is there somebody <laughs> else trying to spam me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me.
1: Awesome. That's really cool. I can relate to a lot of that. Uh, do you, do you mushroom hunt at all? Like that's, that's like right now. Um,
2: see, we've tried in the past a few times, not a whole lot. I'm not a huge fan of mushrooms in generals. I have ate Morels a couple of times, but it's just just not for me.
1: Yeah. No, that's cool. I feel like everyone wants like has to say they like mushroom money, so I appreciate you just being like upfront about it. Right? <laughs> no, that's really awesome. Um when when you and i connected the first time on this podcast i know we talked a little bit about uh waterfowl and and fishing too and just from like your social media and what i do know about you it seems like you love everything but is there something in particular that kind of has your heart
2: oh man like all across the board <laughs> yeah no oh, i would have to say waterfowl hunting for sure mostly ducks um, like mallards and woodies get me really excited. Those are probably my two favorites. And then along with buffleheads, which, um, we didn't actually see any last year. We didn't really diver hunt at all, but for sure ducks, ducks are my absolute favorite. And then pheasants not far behind.
1: Yeah. I, I feel, I feel similar to what you just said, except my order, I think changes a little bit, right? Like like right now, it's turkey hunting season, uh, and it's hard for me to think about anything else when it's turkey hunting season. But, oh, um, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's like I black out and I'm like, oh, I love this the most. And then the next thing comes up, and, you know, it's, it's on to the next thing. So, <laughs> I relate. Yeah, so for lot. sure. That's awesome. So, okay. So, five years ago, what was it the boyfriend that kind of like led you to it it seems like you're extremely passionate about all of it like you're not just kind of doing this here and there it seems like all of your free time is spent like hunting and fishing which is incredible was it was it the boyfriend five years ago that really helped you like dive into that or was there some something that happened that 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 made you get into it more
2: Um, I'd say most of it, yes, was from him. And I mean, like I said, I grew up, you know, we just used to bobber fish when we were younger, things like that, and sit in the the deer stand. Um, But I think he really lit my fire. And it just my passion grew for it more and more as we kept doing it. And, you know, seeing women in the outdoors really sparked my interest as well. Like, hey, I want to do that. I want to learn how to do that. I want to be able to teach other women how to do that. And so a couple of my friends and I, we created the um, only women's chapter for Pheasants Forever in Minnesota, which I am sadly not a part of because I'm now down here in Iowa. Mm -hmm. And that was something super cool to get a whole bunch of women together to get outdoors, to get together, you know, because women empowering women is something I strongly encourage and look, look upon or, you know. So I think starting that really grew my fire too.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so, there's so many like, uh, parallels here. So, (laughs) uh, so for, so I grew up hunting and fishing my whole life as well, but you know, there were like times in my um up until adulthood where i went a lot with my dad or some of my family or it was kind of sparingly like turkey hunting here deer hunting here kind of like what you said we did a Mm -hmm. lot of catfishing um but it wasn't it, it was as hardcore as we could be but we were so busy and we had limited land to be on uh and then into adulthood i was really focused on my career and still i still went hunting and fishing every year but it was just very sparingly like i was really focused on other things but i wasn't mm-hmm. happy at all um and i realized that was like the only thing at the time that really ever lit me up back then a year a few years back was when i did get to go hunting or fishing um yep. everything yeah, else exactly. just felt dra- draining to me and so a few years ago uh i kind of just decided i'm going to go like way hardcore back into this and um started like i got certified to become an archery coach and i started this podcast and i started solo hunting and uh got on a pro staff and then i joined pheasants forever and pheasants forever in the county i was in at the time Actually really propelled it like really quickly because I got involved with the banquet, the events, um, women's events and just met all mm-hmm. these people. And then it just started to grow from there because now I had a network and I had people that I, I, I like to talk hunting with and go hunting with and spend time with. So it's just really crazy hearing you. I relate <laughs> to like the whole story. It's, it's incredible, yeah. honestly.
2: Yeah, that's that's so cool like just hearing you say that it's like that that was me pretty much you know yeah obviously you're you've got like the podcast and everything like that which is awesome but yeah thank that's, you that's, yeah it's, that's really cool to hear all of that
1: yeah and this and this this example right here is why i love the podcast and i kick myself and get mad at myself when i go a little longer than i want to without doing an episode because again just for people listening, I we really don't know each other b- besides a couple comments on Instagram and liking some pictures, you know. And uh, yes. I didn't know any of this about you, so that 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 is like so cool to me because I, I'm I'm surprised, but I'm not because every time I talk to somebody on this podcast, I learn something about them immediately, or there's like a commonality there that it's like immediate every time, and I I think. Uh, I want to talk about this more too, about women in the outdoors, uh, but just in general, like outdoorsmen, hunters, anglers. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes they can be against each other, right? They can kind of talk a little smack or uh, oh, say sure. you know not doing something right. But this podcast, every person I ever connect with, it's like immediate. Like yeah, me too. I can bond with that, you know. And it's so it's so crazy to me that there can be so much conflict uh online because every time i ever talk to someone actually have a conversation it's immediately like a click and it's exciting you know so it's just it sucks that yeah. there's so much negativity out there because stuff like this i'm i'm already like cheering you on you know i can't wait to, like, <laughs> to, like, to ask any questions
2: yeah for sure i completely agree with all of that and you see more hate through the outdoor industry than anything else i feel like but I want to be the opposite of that. And, you know, when when you think somebody is doing wrong or you think there's a better way of them doing it or whatever it might be, there's always a good way of going about it and just talking to them instead of like pointing out their flaws, which I think is a really big problem in the industry right now, especially with women.
1: I agree. I actually I don't know if you follow my regular I, I don't um I don't vent or rant a whole lot on my social media because I naturally like to stay in the positive. I just function better that way. I can't stay in a negative headspace very long, so
2: Uh-huh. I'm uh, the same way.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just it, it depletes me pretty it depletes me pretty fast. Uh but I did kind of have a little bit of a rant because I think for about a week straight, I was seeing the same type of comments. And, uh, there's just a couple, there's a couple, uh, people who are, are pretty big on social media and they're females and we're, and it's not, this is not directly towards them. This is what I'm about to say, but it, it was the tipping point for me to kind of do a rant on my social media because mm-hmm. what really bothered me was, um, so, no one really gets a free pass on this on social media, right? Like people are gonna pick you apart. Someone's gonna probably right. pick you apart. Oh, for sure. Especially yeah. the bigger you get, the more you know there's gonna be. But as females, what's really hard for me to understand is hunters bringing down hunters. I do not understand. And then all hunters, <laughs> male and female, ganging up on female hunters, um, and picking things apart that they do that and putting the stigma on female hunters that uh-huh. i just i don't i don't understand because that stigma could be true for the male counterparts as well but somehow we just like highlight the female and make her or women outdoorsmen seem irrelevant or like they don't belong and and when it comes from other women who are in the outdoors hating on other women that really sits with me negatively and I feel like when females have a, a, platform, a big platform to help other women, teach them, encourage them, make them feel, you know, included. But then instead they just bash them. That that really bothers me, and it's hard for me to stay quiet about that. Hopefully that yep. makes sense.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it all made sense, and I completely agree with that. And the women in the outdoor industry right now—that's the biggest growing portion of it. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Yep women in this industry are becoming more and more every day. So, it, and it sucks to see what you've explained pretty much, you know, sucks to see women tearing down other women, men tearing down women, whatever it may be. Yeah. And it it's, just,
1: yeah. yeah, we need each other, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and sometimes, and sometimes I don't think that's their intent to like play devil's advocate. Sometimes I think, I, I think no matter- if you're trying to make it if it's someone who's trying to make it in the outdoor industry i think sometimes what happens is they they get questioned by other people in the outdoor industry or they want to fit in and they want to be cool so they kind of like you know kind of bash on someone to then get attention if you know if yeah. you know what i'm saying and i don't think their yep. intent is always to create this stigma against women at all um But I think, inevitably, that's what they do. And I guess an example of that is just, I see a lot of comments about, um, like, really putting a lot of weight on words like huntress, you know? Like, who cares? Like, who cares what you call yourself, (laughs) you know? Right. (laughs) I I don't know. But um, what I do care about is I love seeing women in the outdoors share about it, being themselves, why do you think it's important to um, kind of like be a strong female in the outdoors and and, like and celebrate the other ones why do you think it's important to you
2: I think that's important to me because it just it helps our support system um, encouraging other women on you know builds them up it builds you up it shows other people that we can do this and we don't necessarily need somebody else. You know, this isn't just a man's game or man's sport, whatever you want to call it. We're just as capable as them. And I feel like when we are showing each other support, that just proves something to them where we can do it.
1: And I don't know, I'm just
2: going around in a circle now. No, it's no,
1: it's okay. Uh, that happens on here all the time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it just—I it just like, like had a thought. I had a thought train, and then I lost it, and I'm like, "Oh shoot!" No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, um you know, it, it's not even anybody, anybody that wants to share about the outdoors in like a positive way. I'm like all for, and I think it's Im- important and. Uh, You had mentioned earlier that women are the largest and I I think fastest growing demographic in the outdoors and um, however you want to spin that, you know, organizations like Pheasants Forever, for example, like we were talking about earlier. The only way they're going to grow and thrive is if they celebrate those women, too, and if they invite them to be a part of those organizations and involve them and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just plain and simple, celebrate them and get them involved uh th- there has to be an openness to that, and I think you know the average outdoorsman isn't gonna look the same in in ten years from now that it does you know currently. yeah, so that's really sure. cool. that's really exciting. Um, and I, I the reason I want to do a week of of women in the outdoors is because I just I know for myself a few years back especially being in Iowa, I just thought I was gonna have all these female friends that like to go hiking or hunting or fishing. And I I really didn't, Uh, I just didn't know where they were. (laughs) And and then I I I really didn't know very many, I didn't grow up around that. And the more I got involved with um, different organizations and and the podcast and social media, I've met people from all over the country and especially in the Midwest. have these friends that I can talk to about stuff like this. And, um, I I think sometimes as a female hunter, even though it's growing, it can feel really lonely sometimes. And I want other women to know that people like you exist out there (laughs) (laughs) and what you're doing.
2: Yes. And that's what I had a problem with. Like first starting out, not necessarily like growing up, but with my boyfriend, I mean, every time we'd go hunting and he'd have a friend come with i'm like well does he have a girlfriend does she hunt like is she gonna come with and i always wanted another female there because i was afraid of how they would look at me or how they would judge me and what i'm doing Mm -hmm. but now as the years have gone on and i've progressed and not just skills but in my self-confidence i don't even care if there's another female there i mean i want to find more girlfriends around this area that like to do those kind of things But at this point in time, I mean, like, I'm loving all my social media friends. And when I get to meet up with them, you know, it's just as great. But I don't necessarily need that other female with me to feel confident or to feel okay about, you know, what we're doing. It's just great to... Yeah,
1: no, I, yes, I love that perspective, too, because oftentimes for any woman listening you you probably are the only or one of the few females even though it is the largest growing demographic it's it's more likely that you probably are the only female right and like just being confident and holding your own and and feeling good about that is a pretty awesome thing
2: yeah for sure and even even if we do go out and my boyfriend or one of his friends says something or you could do it this way or whatever, you know, I just take it into consideration. I don't take it as a fence. I just process it, think about it and be like, okay, yeah, maybe that could work, but maybe that works for him better than it works for me. And I just take it with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's incredible. Like, do you, do you find that maybe not now, but in the beginning, being a couple, like, being a couple, was it um, sometimes hard to take direction, like, from your significant other?
2: Um, there has been those situations, but for, like, waterfall hunting, I had only done it a few times in the past before I had met Derek. And he's what obviously really got me going. So I took everything from him and just soaked it in. I took all that information and just learned from him, took it all in. And now I try to push that all out to other people and, you know, expand uh, my knowledge in any way I can. I think we do have um, different outlooks on things like... Decoy set up or where we should hunt things like that but it's never a huge issue <laughs> it's just like a little bicker and that's it
1: yeah oh well, that's awesome uh the, the reason I ask is I didn't assume there was anything like that but I teach a I teach women's classes typically uh but actually the my boyfriend and myself have recently started um we taught our first class together. We taught a turkey hunting class together a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. And it went really really well. Um Good. and he's a great teacher. Uh it can be, I think, sometimes because and maybe this is me and him. Maybe we're just like we're very we're both very hard-headed. And <laughs> he knows a lot and um I learn a certain kind of way like sometimes I need him to uh, maybe show me something and then kind of leave my presence for a little while <laughs> and let me do my thing, you know? Or we can sometimes butt heads. But there's there's a lot of... Um, There is a lot, I I get, so the reason I started doing women's classes is because I would get a lot of women asking me to teach them something, even though their significant other might also do those things like waterfowl hunt or shoot a bow or whatever it is. Um, They wanted like an outside perspective because there's that relationship there. Sometimes there's, you know, they butt heads, right? It's just different when you're in a Uh relationship learning from each other versus learning from like an outside source. And um, I just always think that dynamic is interesting because you know, I have been in relationships before where the other person really didn't hunt at all or fish. And looking back, that, like, that can work out with couples, I think. But um, I think where it's different for me now is being with someone who loves all the things that I love. And in a lot of areas, he's just so much more knowledgeable than me. And I've learned so much from him. Um, he wants me to be the best because he sees how much I love it and that I'm obsessive about it. And so he can be kind of hard on me because he's like, no, you're going to figure this out. Like you're not going (laughs) to quit, but it can just in return piss me off. (laughs) Right. So that's, that's awesome that you guys have that dynamic. Um, but he's, it it sounds like your boyfriend's your hunting partner. I mean, kind of through. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent.
2: Yeah. If he's hunting, I'm hunting. Exactly. i'm hunting he's hunting you know <laughs> there's never a time where one of us is going to be like okay well i'm going to go hunt with my friends see you later go like you're on your own okay. it's always if he gets invited somewhere i'm coming with <laughs> yeah that's you how yep
1: yeah, i yes that's how we are too and i have i had never had that before and uh it was either like it, i've gone hunting with exes before and stuff but Uh it wasn't there was like the guy trip there's always the guy trip where i couldn't go and i'd get all bent out of shape because half the guys that were going knew a quarter of what i did but i still wasn't invited like i still couldn't i'm (laughs) i'm right there with you i'm in the same boat that's how it was in the past
2: but that's long gone now
1: Well that's awesome. It is such a special thing to like be able to spend the outdoors with your significant other like that too and um like not just tag along, you know. Like
2: yeah, be mm-hmm. thoroughly
1: involved from in the process is a really special thing that um if anyone's listening out there that is thinking about getting into sort of like any sort of hunting or fishing, you know, it just it changes like when you go from just kind of tagging along to being fully like a full participant, I just think for most people, it it's like uh, what's you get hooked from there.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And most of the time now, it's mostly just him and I going. If we have a friend every once in a while coming along, that's great. But it's pretty much just him and I. We do all the work ourselves. We pack into public lands. We both set up decoys. We both make a blind you know, everything. It's not just him doing all the work and me coming out to the blind. It's like, I love doing this stuff with him and I just love the experience. And it's just making our relationship and our bond stronger each time.
1: That's amazing. That's really cool to hear too. Cause I, again, can relate actually like to make it probably really weird. Jacob, my boyfriend is actually <laughs> sitting right next to me
0: here in uh, a,
1: <laughs> We are in Indiana uh, at a a super super eight. Is that what we're at? Super eight motel. Uh, him and his dog Snitches. Her name is Snitches. Get stitches. Uh, oh, cute. <laughs> we are all three laying in uh laying in a bed right now. Um, and tonight is the first night of a really big competition. Snitches. Uh, really doing some big things on the coon hunting competition circuit right now. So that's what we're in Indiana for, to have her compete tonight with Jacob. And um, I, I go along with them on all the coon hunts. So that's what we Wow, we're... that
2: is so awesome. Well, good luck to you guys. Thanks. If you ever want to come coon
1: hunting, I don't know if that's your thing or not, or if you want to give it a try, let us know. You
2: know, you know I never have, but I wouldn't mind trying it at least once and then seeing how I feel about it after that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you would have asked me the type of hunting i was least interested in doing it would have been coon hunting by far was that yeah (laughs) yeah by far um and i actually met jacob like we were just friends back then but i actually met him at a we both mentored a women's pheasant hunt Um, and i think i was actually kind of talking crap about coon hunting a little bit or like saying i wasn't (laughs) interested and i had just started my podcast and he's like, well, come coon hunting with me and we'll do a podcast. And we did, like, a live podcast while, like, coon hunting and stuff. And I was so annoyed with myself because it's not like I need any more hobbies or passions or anything. Right? I loved yeah. it. And I was like, what the heck? I thought I was going to hate this. And I did not hate it at all. Uh, so you That's and boyfriend awesome. are more than welcome to come with us sometime if you want yeah. to.
2: We'll for sure have to have set something up. <laughs> but...
1: Uh, So tell me how you have time for all the things that you do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I really don't. Um, Gosh, you know, I work a normal job Monday through Friday. I'm out of retail finally, which that was my big thing like the past three years is that I was in retail and hospitality Mm -hmm. and I'd only get to go hunting like once once a week, which really sucked. Um, fishing was easier because you know you can do that after work. ice fishing, you can go in the dark summer it's light out longer. Um, but now that I've got a different job since we moved, um, I mean we try to get out as much as possible every weekend where there's no other plans unless there's you know like a holiday or a family thing going on. We're always out in the woods, at the pond, doing something, and we just can't get away from it. It's like if we don't, if we aren't doing something outdoors, hunting, fishing-wise, foraging, whatever, we're bored. We're sitting at home and we're like, what are we doing? We should be out there.
1: Yeah. Gosh. Like, so my mom actually is constantly, like, she you know, I talk to my mom, oh, you know, every other day. And mm-hmm. she's always saying to me, Stephanie, you have to watch this TV show. And I, I think I, I think I offend her when I say this to her. I go, Mom, Jacob and I don't watch TV. She's like, what do you mean you like don't watch TV? Like you say that, but I'm like, no no. We work and then we're never home because we're hunting or fishing. I mean it is it is it is constant. Like there is always something going on because we can't sit still. And when we have tried yep. one of us is usually antsy or gets into like starts doing something and doesn't like <laughs> sit still um yep and it's just we are never really bored right we aren't ever bored we don't really have because there's always something to do there's always something that you can be um like going after
2: <laughs> oh 100 percent. yeah no matter what time of year what season it is there's always something to do and, like, we're about to get into the shallow spring crappies soon, too. We tried um, a couple nights ago, and there was only a few, I think they were males, just they're small males up in the shallows yet, but none of the female, the big females yet. And it just needs to be a little bit warmer. This weather is just killing us, because we'd get a few warm days, and then it'd be cold again, which isn't helping the asparagus grow either.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, there's always something to do. Completely agree. Is there anything that, um, from like an outdoors perspective, that you really want to get into that you haven't yet?
2: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, Oh man, you put me on the spot.
1: I know. For everyone listening, you know, I, I didn't i didn't we didn't prep for this where we are totally winging this We're totally yeah. winging this interview
2: you know nothing that i can think of right off the top of my head at the moment obviously you know like traveling mm-hmm. and checking off species would be one thing but nothing like something that's brand new to me that i can think of
1: yeah until it starts like creeping its way into, you know, into your life. Like, uh, an example for me, which sounds, I feel like this probably has happened to you and it just kind of happens naturally and you don't even know what's happening. But uh, goose hunted a lot this last year, like Canada goose mm-hmm. hunted. And yep. uh, grew up doing that, but just very sparingly. Like not, not a lot, didn't do it a ton, not enough for me to probably really appreciate it and get addicted to it. But uh-huh. this last year, we went a lot. We, d- we, d- we stood in, um, like, standing corn. We did layout blinds, A-frames. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just kind of every way you can, you can go after them. And it made me fall completely in love with it. And I had no idea that I was going to enjoy it so much. I enjoyed it an incredible amount. And then <laughs> we go on a uh, speckle belly hunt. Ooh. in Missouri and I had been introduced to speckle bellies from snow goose hunting the year prior but you couldn't you couldn't shoot the speckle bellies at the time they weren't in season um, yep. but I was just I just thought they I just thought they were so cool I like I like their sound I like their behavior I think they're beautiful um, and that is an example of something that I really I knew they existed but until I kind of saw them I'm like oh crap now I just really want to continue to go speckle belly hunting um that's kind of what I mean like you kind of get introduced to it a little bit and you're like oh now I'm on a mission to continue to do that let's just (laughs) have one more thing one more season (laughs) right (laughs) yeah
2: and now that you bring that up um I guess snow goose hunting would be one of them. We were supposed to go to Southwest Iowa, kind of down by like where Omaha is on the Nebraska side. I have an aunt that lives down there and she's got um, friends all around her that own farmland and they get snow goose like nobody's business coming through there every spring. And we were supposed to go down there this year with my older brother. My older brother's got all the snow goose stuff you could possibly think of, so... That's why we were going to go with him, because he already has the gear. We've got blinds. You know, we could have figured it out. Um, but they they got that big snowstorm, and that just threw off the entire um, flight back for the snow geese.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: it just ended up not working out. But, yeah, that is one thing that I do want to do eventually.
1: Yeah. That, snow goose. It's, uh, it's really neat. Uh, the, Jacob is, uh, is a snow goose guide um, for part of the year. And yeah, and um, it's, it is, it is so, it is just as amazing as a lot of people have probably seen like quick videos of just the ground covered in white decoys and thousands of white Mm -hmm. birds coming down, probably somewhere in Missouri, a YouTube video of it. I feel like that gets, like, that's like what people see on social media and stuff. Um, Yeah. And it is that, but it is like so much more than that and that sounds corny unless you've experienced it and once you experience it it's it's just something like you don't see water especially waterfowl hunting it's just something different than you would ever experience right for sure i hope you go i really hope you go i think (laughs) you'll really appreciate it a lot
2: yeah we need to hopefully we can get it done this next spring or sometime
1: what is your next adventure? You said foraging for asparagus, but do you have any, do you have any other upcoming adventures or, um, hunts or fishing trips or anything?
2: Um, turkey hunting for sure. Um, we've scouted a few private and public pieces. Our season does start, uh, this upcoming Wednesday, actually. We're in season four. That's just, be- we chose season four because, you know, we're working we feel like all the time we want to make sure we have plenty of days or plenty of tries to get out there and actually get it done. So we've got that and then obviously foraging and then shallow crappies. That's all coming up. And then beginning of June, we're actually going to go out to Montana to see some of my family. And then we're going to do a lot of fly fishing out there.
1: Yes. Awesome. That's, that's super cool. I saw, I, I was, uh, earlier today i was kind of like stalking your fly fishing stuff (laughs) um (laughs) when when did you get into fly fishing
2: i just started last summer actually i think last june sometime um i had gone trout fishing before but just with traditional spinning gear and like little mep spinners rooster tails things like that but then derek's cousin invited us to go with him one day and derek had done it derek can fly fish like nobody's business. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try, whatever. And the first couple times we went out, I sucked. I hated it. I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. I'm like, I can't get this stupid little fly where it's supposed to go. How is this any fun? And we eventually just figured out that I'm a better slight sidearm caster than straight over the head. So once I figured that out, I was able to get the fly like close to where it needed to be. And it just grew from there. I've been getting better. I'm by no means an expert, but I love it. I'm getting better each time we go out. And yeah, it's been fun.
1: That's amazing. You sound, um, that, that's, uh, like you just sound like a goer. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I, I took a, um, a women's fly fishing, like I took a, I shouldn't say it like that. I I went to a women's fly fishing retreat um, a couple years ago. And um, it was like absolutely incredible. I've I've only done, I was kind of like playing these back in my head. I've been on a few all women's trips. I've been on a fly fishing trip um, in Ohio, grouse hunt in Minnesota, and then um, a crane hunt in Oklahoma and all three trips were incredible um the fly fishing retreat was the first all women's uh like event, like hunting or fishing event i'd ever done and i, I didn't know one single person besides the girl who was hosting it in ohio and i just had met her um <laughs> and those women i still talk to all of them um, i'm still in communication with all of them none of us had fly fish before um all of us like check in with each other and try to plan fishing trips. And I um, I wanted to learn how to fly fish because I guess for me, I wanted to do something that was different than what I grew up doing. No one around me ever fly fished. And I just think it seems very beautiful and like intricate and peaceful and just an excuse to it's... go to really beautiful places.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's so different so different it's like an art and a science all in one exactly exactly yeah and from when i started um sharing my fly fishing experiences adventures whatever you want to call it there's been a few ladies on instagram that have reached out to me and said that they want to try it they want to start doing it which makes me so happy because i love being able to encourage somebody else to try something new too Yep. And it's it's been great, you know, chatting back and forth with, with them, them asking me questions, me trying to answer them the best I can. It's just been great. I love seeing women get out there and trying something new, too. So that's one more thing that fly fishing has brought me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you definitely, like, um, I think you know, not, not everyone wants to share everything, I suppose, but when something really lights you up and, um, clearly makes you happy and, uh, like, like fishing and hunting does for you and you share about it, you're giving other people the permission to go out and try something and, um, do something for themselves. And when you're doing it in such a positive light, it's just like you said, it's encouraging people. Yeah. You're encouraging people to, give it a try it's it's it seems so silly like people are like oh is something i share like sharing one fishing trip really going to change somebody's perspective or their life or have them give it a try well yeah probably at least one at least one person is probably going to see that and be like okay yep i'm doing it i'm gonna go i'm gonna go give this a try i'm gonna go buy that fishing rod i'm gonna go Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like on that hunting trip um i'm gonna take that class you know and i think that that is where social media is such a beautiful, powerful thing. Cause you can impact people and you probably have no idea. There's probably multiple people that you have encouraged and impacted that haven't ever told you or don't even really know, but something you posted or shared about is getting them a little bit further, you know, and making them step out of their comfort zone. So.
2: Oh yeah. And I mean, I even look up to people like that too. And it's just, it goes around in a circle and, mm-hmm you know people don't always want to reach out and say something new which is totally fine but anybody encouraging somebody to go out and do something new or try something
1: new is great I just love it yeah me too and it makes you just I don't know maybe I'm for me um it's also kind of a weird the more I share put it out there it it kind of It's like at the end of the day if i shut all my social media off and didn't return and i just went hunting and fishing and didn't share about it that's fine right because i still love hunting and fishing enough that that's what makes me happy i don't have to share about it but Mm -hmm. i feel like because i share about it and i do know that it encourages people um it it makes me continue to want to be better if that makes any sense
2: um, oh, yeah, totally makes sense. And I completely agree with that.
1: Yeah, because it's you want to show up and I, I don't know, like starting to teach classes and stuff. Um, I, I don't know everything. Like there's so much I don't know there. I am. I am. I am young. I haven't been doing. I mean, you know, there's people who just are so much more knowledgeable than me in so many areas. But uh, the thing is, is one, we need more mentors out there in the world. So I, yes. I, I like to mentor people. Two, it makes me better quicker because I get asked questions I don't know the answer to and then it forces me to learn them and, and figure them out. Um, yep. mm-hmm. And I am continue, it sounds so corny, but I'm continuously educating myself, whether when I'm in the woods or I'm not, like all my podcasts, all my books, all the things I listen to and do are making me a better outdoorsman. Um, and so when you show up on social media like that, it kind of in a weird way, forces you to kind of put your money where your mouth is. Uh, and that's how people can, I think sometimes call out the BS, right? There's a lot of people on social media who aren't probably being truthful, right? There's so much smoke and mirrors and you really don't know what's true and what's not true sometimes. But, um, you can tell with like someone like yourself that what you're posting is coming from like an authentic place. Um, mm-hmm. and we just need more of that. We need so much more of that.
2: For sure. We- yeah.
1: Is there, uh, is there anything you wish you would have started doing sooner <laughs> or doing oh, differently?
2: <laughs> I wish I would have served all of this earlier than, you know, what I actually did. I wish I would have been out with my, my dad, my grandpa, my stepdad doing more than what we did, but I'm very happy what they did for me as it is. Yeah. Um, but I just wish I would have known I would have loved this stuff way before I actually started it.
1: I hear you. For like, sure. I can't
2: pinpoint one certain thing because <laughs> I love it all, I love doing it all. Yeah, um, is yeah,
1: yeah, I every everything you just said, um, because I because this is because I do. Want to talk about like women in the outdoors? Um, I guess I have a couple questions for you. So, okay, the uh, first one is being a woman in the outdoors who loves it and who. who there's so much you know, right? Like there, like again, you may not be the expert in one area, but you clearly have knowledge and experiences that um, are valuable, right? But even mm-hmm. though I've felt the same way, I, I unfortunately have um, had some struggles being, you know, I'm um, taken seriously or people even really giving me the time of day um, because I am a female in the outdoors. Do, have you experienced that kind of resistance at all? Um, and if and if so, um, what, what are ways you think that just, like, the industry could do better to, you know, be more inclusive of women? Hopefully that makes sense.
2: I honestly haven't run into a whole lot of that. Um, Good. There's been a few times where people will say something on social media where they think the fish species is different. For example, I caught a nice pumpkin seed and a guy down south said it was something else. Like, or I don't even remember what he called it. And, you know, I just explained myself and that I knew what I was talking about. But really, that's, think, little things like that are the only things I've run into. And I just think there's a better way about going about stuff like that, that people don't realize. That you can approach someone in a nice way and just try to have a conversation with them instead of trying to just throw stuff out there and say that they're wrong or that they're doing this wrong there's there's one way about going about it the nice way and then just being a rude person Yeah. because you know everybody has different experiences different knowledge different skills and not everybody's going to know 100% of everything
1: yeah definitely and there's something we can all learn from each other it doesn't matter how long anyone's been doing it I, I really believe that
2: Right. And I always say, I am no expert by all means, but I love soaking in information. I love learning new things or learning different ways, different techniques, things like that. Um, So yeah, I always, (laughs) I always hate seeing people commenting on social media and just being rude about it or being mean or, you know, anything like that. And it's like, That's one way to do it, but you could just private message them and say, say it in a nice way. Say you think that it's a different kind of species and just talk to them why you think that, why you think it's that or this, you know, whatever.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just so easy for people to make snap judgments and that's not even like female or not. That's just, it's just very easy for people to make assumptions and. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I have, I think having that one-on-one conversation and helping each other and breaking something down instead of making a snap judgment would save us all from so much negativity. (laughs) It would, it would be a game changer.
2: Yeah, for sure. And even if you're questioning something, you could just ask them about it and, you know, see, see what their experience is with it or what they think. It doesn't always have to be a, oh, you're wrong. I'm right. Absolutely. And that's what I think is wrong with social media, too.
1: Absolutely. I agree. There's, there's just... <clears throat> it's, it's just not black and white most of the time. I 100% yeah. agree. Um, is there any kind of general advice that you would want to say uh, to anyone listening about getting outside
2: if you're wanting to try something new and you're afraid to don't be just get out there and do it if you don't know where to start reach out to somebody and ask them there's a million people out there that are going to help you um you know that's one thing that i think is really important because for me if i want to want to learn something or try something I'm going to go do it. I'm going to try my best to do it. I'm going to see what research I can do to find out the most information about this stuff to get me out there at least to try it. And maybe there's people around you in your community that would help help you with that new thing, whether that's fishing or hunting or foraging, whatever it may be. And I just think people hold themselves back sometimes because they're afraid to do it. Or they don't know where to start, and it's like you just got to do it. <clears throat> Otherwise, you're never gonna do it.
1: Yep, that was gonna be my next question. So that is perfect. <laughs> I was gonna say to you. So if someone's saying, "Well, where do I start?" What would you say? And I, I love that. Just, I mean, just start. <laughs> just think. where just, just try. So, just try something. Ask questions. Reach out to people, um, and just get the ball rolling. Because then it'll just continue to grow from there.
2: Right, and like I said before, the ladies who have reached out to me through Instagram asking about fly fishing, and I mean the rods, the reels, the line, it's all a little technical. And, you know, I like I said, I don't know everything, but I pointed them in the right direction of, you know, I took into consideration where about they are, what type of fish, how big a streams they're going to be fishing, and I kind of recommended what size of rod, like a four weight, a three weight, whatever it may be, and the next thing they can do is they can take that in into consideration and go buy that, or they can say, uh, I don't think so, I'm going to ask somebody else what their opinion is, and that is just fine by me, but if you don't ask somebody for help, if you don't know, or if you don't research it, you're, you're never going to start.
1: Yep. And just start, right? Like, don't be perfect. I think that sometimes uh, I'm definitely, I'm not a perfectionist by any means, but I can relate to what you said about kind of being a sponge, right? Like, I just want to learn and soak up as much knowledge as I can. And sometimes -hmm. sometimes what I think, and I think there's probably a lot of people listening that can relate to this, because if you listen to podcasts, you probably are one of these people that tries to... Learn, learn, learn before doing. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Just, just to almost because it's one. It's like okay, it makes you more confident, but also it's kind of a crutch to not get started, right? Because you're kind of you're kind of nervous. You're kind of nervous about it, and that's okay. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yep. I. And... Yeah. It just it's so great. Like I feel like you can't see me. We're not on video. Uh, but I've like just nodded my head so many times at everything <laughs> that you're saying. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's just, I, and again, it's just so funny to me because I, 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 I didn't know like all this about you and I just can relate so much um to what you're saying. And it's really cool um to know other people are having these same thoughts, feelings, and experiences that I am. Because sometimes until recent years, I, I honestly kind of thought I was just alone on an island and I'm sure people listening kind of feel like that, you know? That, oh yeah. Uh-huh that everyone just figures this out so much faster or they had the person to teach them everything or um, they just get to go on this like great property and and it's a for sure thing. And I, I just, I promise you most, most people who are outdoor, like in the outdoors, it's, it's not that, you know? And so oh, it's, yeah. it's cool hearing, hearing that from you. Um, <clears throat> do you have any, um, <laughs> p- parting words or anything on your heart that you really, that you really want to say?
2: Hmm. Gosh, you're putting me on the spot again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, not necessarily. Um, but if somebody is out there listening to this and they want to chit chat or want more information or want help that they can always reach out to me, um, through my Instagram is probably the best way because I don't really add a whole lot of people on Facebook that I don't know Mm -hmm. um but I'm always free to talk I love giving information I love getting information and like I said before just get out there and do it that's all you can do you got to start somewhere everybody starts at the bottom so
1: absolutely and please guys like check out her Instagram because it is it is just very it is just very nice to follow um
2: well, thank you. And it's,
1: it's got a little bit of, a little bit of everything, um, at like fishing and hunting wise. So, uh, mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. And it's, thank you. it's, it's, re- it's just refreshing. It's a, I, I like to, um, what I've been doing as a piece of advice is following more people, engaging with more people like yourself that really come from like a positive light and really removing the people from my social media that maybe do, um, Maybe just take it in a more negative way because it's not like I want to ignore the problems, but it inspires me to be surrounded, quote unquote, you know, um, and looking at and scrolling through feeds like yourself because it motivates me and it can, it keeps me sharing what I'm sharing and makes me feel like it mat it, it's not it's not for nothing because whatever it is that you like to share about or love, sometimes it can feel like there's always a negative to it, right? And I think if you surround mm-hmm. yourself with like-minded people who just love it because I love it and want to help people. It's just, it's just so much more fun.
2: <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. And I was just doing that head nod thing the whole
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah, remove the negativity and just keep, just keep getting outside and doing your thing that you love. And, um, I, I just, I just really appreciate you saying something to me and taking time to talk to me. Um, and like, I, I hope we can connect like for real you're so close you're so close to me too I didn't really realize how close you were to me um yeah
2: I know I was just saying that how when when you called me and it was a an Iowa number that's not too far away I was like oh is this is this her or is this somebody trying to scam me yeah yeah and I uh
1: yeah I'm from like way eastern Iowa originally I I moved a little bit more probably a little towards you a little bit more but uh yeah i just never got rid of that number but i'm iowa girl through and through never really left except to travel and hunt and stuff so um yeah i also love ice fishing so you know (laughs) i'm sure minnesota ice fishing is quite a bit better than iowa at least my experience is it's always been better in minnesota uh but i i love that and i hope maybe we can do that
2: (laughs) oh for sure yeah
1: i'd be down with doing anything (laughs) awesome well thank you so much and i i really appreciate this and thank you for being like just a really great example of like a woodsman honestly so
2: yeah of course thank you for having me and inviting me on here and letting me share my experiences and Thank you for what you're doing with this podcast and spreading the positive light and positivity all around.
1: Thanks. We
2: I need more like that. you.
1: <laughs> yeah, same. Listen to us. are like, sweet. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was awesome to meet you. Yes, you too. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So what do you think? After all of that, are you... Ready to go out and try something? Are there still barriers of entry that you're concerned about? Things that are holding you back? I want to know. If you want to message me ever and let me know what you think about that, like, hey, I really wanted to get into turkey hunting, but I really want to get into fishing, but what are those things? I would love that feedback. Definitely reach out to me. What are the things that keep you from getting out there? Maybe you're just really busy. I can get that. But I really want to encourage and inspire and let you know that there is a whole world out there of beauty and awesomeness and slightly miserable stuff (laughs) to go through and experience that is amazing. I think that we were made to be a part of nature and whatever that looks like for you, I want to just keep bringing that inspiration, the stories, the know-hows, just learning from people way smarter than me. Thank you guys for being here so much. Thank you, Devin, for your time and your energy and just being amazing. And until next time.